The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Hello, welcome back into the podcast that we like to call From the Podium. We're here directly from your Kansas City Chiefs. I'm host and audio producer of the Arrowhead Pride Podcast Network, Stephen Serta. Chiefs return to the practice field on Wednesday to continue preparations for Saturday night's wild card matchup against the Miami Dolphins. We heard from defensive coordinator Steve Spagnolo, offensive coordinator Matt Nagy, as well as safety Justin Reed and special teams coordinator Dave Tobe. We'll go in that order, starting with the Chiefs DC, followed by their OC, and then we'll take a quick timeout. When we get back, we'll catch up with Justin Reed and Dave Tobe. Here's Steve Spagnolo. It's quiet. It's quiet in here. It's nice and sunny out. Well, good to be here this week, right? Uh, nothing's for certain. Hope to see you all at this same time next week or on an NFL Thursday of next week. With that, I'll open it up. I know much has been said about Tyree, but Arcane and Waddle, the other two guys out oh, there, yeah. especially Arcane coming out the backfield, just how do you feel you're going to deal Yeah, they're not, that's not all of them. I mean, you could, you could throw them all in a bucket. They've all got speed. They built it that way, right? Um, but certainly Tyree leads that charge because of what he can do. But, and we didn't face 28 last time. Yeah. I mean, I told the guys that the other day that there's going to be another weapon that we didn't have before, so be prepared for that. So our eyes will be on all of those guys. Um, like I always say, you can't double them all, um, but we try to, try to find ways to take away the guys going to. Do you feel like there is an advantage to, you know, seeing a team a second time I mean, for the offense too? I mean, well, it works both. Well, maybe there may be some truth to that because we all say in this league it's hard to beat a team twice, right? Um, but, I mean, I, I think it helps the players in that they know the person that they line up directly against. There's some, But both sides, right? There's no advantage there either way. Um, I'm sure they'll change some things. We'll have a couple of new wrinkles, and it'll be a whole different game. It'll be in a different country, <laughs> right? <laughs> be a different game. You, you uh, face good receivers every week. But with, with Tyreek, because of his abilities, is that kind of a unique challenge? Are there things about playing against him that yeah. don't maybe apply any other week? I would agree with that. He is, we knew when we saw for many years here, or the four years that I was here with him, what he could do in the practice field. And he, you guys know he practices just as fast as he does when he plays the game, so we saw it all. You do have to treat him differently. I think our guys understand that. Proper leverage if we're in man, proper leverage if you're in zone, you know. Have uh, 11 times 2 is 22, have 22 eyeballs on him. You know, know where he is all the time. I mean, that's part of what we've been saying um, because he can hurt you in a lot of different ways. I mean, they, they hand the ball off to him, they jet sweep him, they throw it to him, it screens, the whole thing. And rightfully so, right? Was there something you could see looking back at the film the last one that, that you guys did 
special that day that, that helped him in the check a little bit? He never really got actually If there was something, I certainly wouldn't say it right now. <laughs> uh, but, I mean, we're going to take the things we thought worked good and maybe run more of that and get rid of something that we didn't think was good and then hopefully have a change up here or there. And I'm sure they'll do the same. Uh, but they, they operate pretty efficiently. You guys see it. It's amazing to me. We were saying this this morning as a staff with the different motions that they have and multiple on one play. I don't know how they get it. I don't know how they feed it. I mean, I'm amazed at that. Someday I'd like to be in the on the inside of how they call it and how they get the, the motions because it's what we call yo-yo and speed motion, fast motion, slow motion, and the back goes in the backfield, all of it, fast back out. Um, it's pretty dynamic. Coach, in this uh, last game after Chris's million-dollar sack, it looked like you guys had, like, leaned <laughs> sack. embrace. Um, what was what that moment like? What, you, know, whatever you, feel you mean like? when all the guys were jumping up yeah, and down? Yeah, talk, yeah, yeah. I was, listen, I was happy for him. Um, I mean, we all were. I mean, we all would be, right? I mean, it was something to shoot for. He was out there. It's, you know, it's a little easier to, to try to get somebody a 15-yard pass completion than it is to, to say you're going to get a sack. That's not easy. And, and there's nobody on the other side of the field that wants to allow you a, a sack. I mean, that's – so he earned it, and uh, I was happy to see that he got it. <laughs> we would try, yeah. When I said that, it didn't work, right? Because it didn't come in, was it the second half by the time we, uh, yeah, it would have been nice if it was on the first play of the first series. But, you know, thank God, listen, part of it was praying he didn't get hurt. I mean, we all know what the, the risk is there, but it was something he wanted, and I'm glad he got it. And I think it was evident by what you saw after that that all the other guys were fired up, too. You're getting Rolex, too? I don't know. I don't know that. I'm worried about beating, you know, the next team we're playing. That'd be nice, but I'm worried about beating Miami. He's, listen, he's a generous guy. I mean, that's, that's pretty generous, if, I mean, I think he did it last year for other guys, so. Send it, send it our way. If, uh, <laughs> okay, <it's>, all right. <laughs> Steve, so. Patrick said a few times now that they don't need to score as many points as in the years past. They, don't have, they can always punt based on how you guys are playing. It, it, does that mean anything to you, first of all, just to hear it, but also does it mean anything in practice, I mean, in, in the sense of how it plays out? Well, I mean, I, you know, I, for, for our, I mean, I, I think I've, read the guys say the same thing it really nothing's really changes for you on defensively in this league it doesn't matter whether your offense is scoring 40 or or 10 I mean the goal is to keep points off the board and we're proud really proud of what we've done but it's like I said to uh, I think the staff or some of the guys you know all that's going to be forgotten if we don't rise up when it matters most right and so what all we've really done, I mean, the, some of the stats are really good, but all we've really built is some confidence, some chemistry, a foundation to go in and hopefully win what is really now the most important game, right? Um, but I'm, I, it's nice that, uh, you know, that Patrick has confidence in us. I think that guys feel good about that, and we just want to make sure we can live up to that. Do you see the offense maybe, for lack of a better term, gambling less? I don't because, I, I'll be honest with you, I don't get a chance to yeah. watch it. I mean, I'll catch a play here or there, and I really don't take the time, certainly in a short week, to go back and look at it. So I, I honestly don't, you know. I just wait to hear, you know, if we're home. If it gets really loud, that's good. That, really, I do that. And then sometimes we're in away games. I've been, I, you know, you hear it loud and like, oh, the, off, the defense must have, their defense must have done something good, but, you know, we had more people there. Sometimes that's good. You talk about in this game? Yeah. Uh, they may or they may not. I mean, I said to the guys, look, I mean, a lot will be said about this could be an advantage. Nothing. You have to create your own advantages, in my opinion. And the way you create them is in preparation and then doing things in the game to create an advantage. I don't think just the fact that 
it might be cold. It's, we're not going to rely on that. Let's put it that way. That's okay. I can't, I can't keep turning. Yeah. Uh, the uh, you you said like hey, you built a foundation of chemistry, right? For the games that now really matter. Yeah. That's not the case for other teams, right? That's the case for this team. Five years of the conference championship game. Like this is the part that matters. Do you yeah. get a sense? Have you been around enough teams that there are some teams that you know, should fans expect a whole other level from you guys? Because you are going to be judged purely on postseason. Of, well, I mean, you you know more about that outside perception. I mean, I we always think of it that way in terms of, uh, first of all, let's get in. You know, that's the number one goal. And then all it is now, and the first thing I put up in the meeting was just the W. Like, get them put up, we need this many sacks or stop this many rushes. That, none of that matters. All that matters is that W, and I'm sure the offense is doing the same thing. And Coach Tobe with, the, with special teams, all we're focused on is that one game, and you hope step by step by step we can accomplish some of the things we had before. And, and just as a follow-up to what Sam was asking you uh, about, you know, the loser in a, in a matchup maybe being a little more free to go do other things, like there's a, do you ever feel that like, hey, we can't stray too far from what worked because it worked where when you were going up against somebody the second time and you took a loss, like, hey, well, we're not going there, we, let's fresh slate. Does it yeah. feel that way? Uh, there's a little bit of that. I mean, uh, be quite honest with you, we would do it from season to season. You know, if the, if the offensive staff stays the same, and, you know, we played them at the year end last year, and then we're, you go back and look at that, and, uh, okay, well, this defense against that may, might not be the best thing. Cause, so that goes on all the time. I don't know that, I think you would do that whether you win or lose, is, is what I'm saying. Um, you'd find the, the things that you felt were, were uh, successful against a team and things that weren't, no matter what happened with the scoreboard. Last one, Nick. Yeah, Steve, do you feel like you guys have found a happy medium for the snaps between? Yeah, um, listen, that's a product of the fact that we got confidence in both those guys. I mean, um, and I think, you know, early on, and now maybe Nick's uh, to the point where his stamina is back up, back up. So, you know, Brendan and I talk all the time. It'll kind of be a within-the-game kind of decision, but we feel comfortable with both those guys out there or either one of them at one time, and certainly Drew anywhere. Drew right now is playing a lot of different positions, and that's a credit to him. And the more we can get them out there, the, I think that's good for us. Okay? Thank yeah, thank you. Stay warm. How so about give, it? Give an opening speech now. <laughs> <laughs> Anything else, Karen? Yeah. Talking a little, we, were, we were talking a little East Coast. Yeah. East Coast. <laughs> hey, Matt, Patrick, Patrick has said a couple times lately things that you wouldn't have said long ago, like we can punt or we don't have to score that many points because the way the defense is playing. But how does that play out? Sort of, what, what does it mean when he says that in terms of philosophically for you guys? Yeah, um, I think the, the biggest thing when he says that or when we talk about complementary football where we're at, um, this, the goal is to still always score and be as aggressive as we possibly can. Um, you also want to make sure that however you're being played on defense or where you're at on offense, you want to understand that our defense right now is at, is at an elite level. Um, and so not giving them short fields with turnovers is one. That's, that's stating the obvious, but I think that's what he's getting to is uh, a bad turnover um, is not going to help our really good defense. Um, punting the ball is field position. So if, if something's not there, we don't force it and throw an interception. Um, we don't force a play call, whatever that is. We're smart. We play the field position and understand that our defense has done a great job all year long. It's time tested. It's not something that's been a three-game stretch. Is it, 
I'm sorry. No, go ahead. Well, just, I mean, is it, uh, in fact, at this point, like, something makes you do things differently than you would have at the start of the season? No, I don't think so. Um, but I, I don't think it's that you do things differently. It's just when you're within the play, there's a little bit of that involved, is, is making sure that um, <clears throat> wherever you're at, you're, you're, we still want to be aggressive. We still want to attack um, the way we've always attacked. And that, that's not going to change. That's Coach's DNA. That's who he is. That's who we are. That's, that's not going to change with Patrick. With that, though, there's uh, evidence of teams over the years having you know, this type of mentality. Um, not, I'm not just saying here, but uh, the ability to stay aggressive but be smart. And now that we're in the playoffs, it's one and done, understanding that uh, it's complementary football at its greatest right now. Coach, when you get into the postseason, especially in a wonder of social media, there's an old adage of leaning on the run game, but the run game's been pretty strong for you despite the statistics saying you're probably middle of the pack in the league. But and if you go into a game like this, do you want to focus more on that run game and try to establish that, especially with this type of conditions? You're right. Every, you know, everyone says that, but in the end, you have to be able to throw to win. Um, you know, you, you, running the ball is very important, and we've been better. We've improved that. But, um, you know, I, I think when you look at all the, the teams that have made it, um, whether they're ahead and they stay ahead or whether they're behind and they have to throw, um, you do need to be able to throw the football. So being able to be balanced, run the football, which we've been better at, is great. It takes pressure off the quarterback. It takes pressure off the O-line. You're not always dropping back throwing all the time. So with that, though, you've got to have effective runs. It can't be, you know, um, two yards, one yard, three yards. You'd like to get some explosive. That's what I think we've been getting lately. Coach, I know you work all the offensive line in all the different spots at camp and everything, but you know this was a real defense and real game that you got a chance to see guys in different spots. What did you think of Tooney at left tackle, Creed at guard, Allegretti at center? How do, how do they look against real competition out of their normal spots? Yeah, I mean, these guys have been playing those spots pretty much their entire career growing up, and now they get to, to get some, some spots that they've maybe played in college or, or where they're at now. So it gives, them, it gives us depth, understanding that in a position where you might have to put them at a different spot, you can do that. And I, I love their attitudes last week. There was no, oh, you know, I got to play. And they were great. I mean, they, they went out and did a great job, and um, it only makes them better. And, and Creed has had some problems with snaps uh, this year. He was going back. I know there was a, one on the ground in the Super Bowl last mm-hmm. year. I mean, how, where are you on, on him, and how much does that disrupt Patrick's timing when the ball's on the ground or he has to lean out, reach out for it? I think that can impact certain play. Like, for instance, if you have a movement where you're trying to catch the ball and run to the right and the snap's to the left. That's where it can impact it. You'd love every snap to be perfect. It's not going to be. Uh, but for the most part, I think Creed does a pretty good job. And there's some that jump out. There's one I think was classified as a fumble several weeks ago because it hit the ground um, at home. But for the most part, he's done a really good job. And, and Pat does a great job, too, of being able to just catch those snaps, get the laces, not get the laces, and then make the throw. What about Miami? How, are they much different than the team you met in Germany? Uh, well, maybe people-wise a little bit with the injuries, but schematically a lot of the same stuff. Vic does a really good job, I mean, at breaking down your tendencies of what you do well. Um, you know, he's been doing it for a long, long time, and so um, n- not much. You know, there's going to always be some unscouted stuff that you have, but for the most part, um, he he is a successful defensive coordinator because he stays true to what he believes. you got to look at McCole Hardman for an extended mm-hmm. period. How, how can you do this? Possibly a little bit. You know, I think last week was good for him to be able to get in there and play a lot. He played a lot of snaps, um, make some plays. He's got veteran experience. He's played in, in these type of games. Uh, 
he always brings that speed element. So and I love his attitude. He's been really good since he's been here. And so it, I think that's what, uh, when you get through that little stretch that we hit, um, in particular offensively, and you see guys that are just really grinding and staying positive and sticking together, he's one of those guys that it makes it fun in the end. Yeah, how do you lack a focus when he doesn't go for the tackle? Right? Like, I know your job is to teach guys to be. No, teachers, yeah, you, yeah. But, like, that's. Yeah, you need to do that. He knows that day one. And we've all, you know, we talk about the, the effort stuff in the finishing, whether it's finishing a play on offense or if there's an interception, finishing on defense, you know, as a defender. Uh, back to the running game for a second. How do you grade uh, the, the production of the running game? Or is there a certain yards per carry that you look at at the end of the day and say, okay, we did a, a pretty good job here, or didn't do a good enough job? Um, we do uh, internally. We go through, and I think based off of the game plan and how much we were planning on each week, specifically what we thought we could do based off of their strength. I can't give you a specific number right now. I think more than anything, probably the the biggest thing for us as a staff has been more than anything is the like what kind of explosives are we getting? Um, four plus yard gains. Uh, are you in second and seven plus, or are you in second and you know six or less? That's important, and it helps with uh, with the the plays that come after that. Matt, how important does short yardage execution and red zone execution become when the season's on the line like this? Massive. I mean, it's it's massive every week leading up to it um, because you're you're keeping the football, and then you don't get into a fourth and one situation. Uh, but I think we've been better with that lately, you know, and I think it's been something that whether it's situational football in general is where you see the the – the good teams become great teams when they're successful. So you got to have that. And what type of, Go ahead. what type of mentality are you wanting to, or tempo are you wanting to set in these opening drives against the Dolphins? Well, it's, it's got to be physical. It's got to be clean. Clean is the biggest thing for us right now. It's, they can do whatever they want to do, and they're, they're going to have some good things on defense. But for us, let's be sharp. Let's be clean. Let's play fast. Whatever we do, let's play uh, fast and be clean. So number one, it was good for him to get a little rest um, mentally and physically. That's always great. So he was able to kind of treat that um, per se as a little mini buy for him, which is good. Um, but then also go back and really tune into um, the the weight transfer in the pocket, the footwork, uh, progressions with his vision and his eyes. Are they going? The stuff we always talk about, but you can really get into it and really take it slow and, and rep it in practice. And, but then at the same point in time, too, he's, he, these guys are creatures of habit, so they keep everything the same with what they do day to day, you know, whether it's what they do in meetings and just to keep that process going. So he did that as well. One of the things uh, that you guys decided to do this year with your roster was not have a fullback. You finished the regular season out. How did that work? Did you miss the fullback? Uh, do you think that's the way you'll go from now on out with this offense? You know, I don't. Every year's different, so I can't answer that. I will say I thought the guys did a good job. Our tight end room of being able to have those guys that can kind of play the fullback, tight end, H back position. Um, special teams plays into that as well. You know, and whether you have a fullback or not um, for the team in general. But I thought the guys did a really good job. And you know, we just want to uh, keep going that route. You know, and just let those guys uh, work to their strengths. Couple more. By his lofty, lofty standards, it was somewhat. I would put it in the same box as what I said with Pat. Number one, um, physically and mentally, this is a it's a it's a long season. Um, every year is a little different for him physically with where he's at. I think it's been great for him. 
um, just to really lock in on him, make sure that he gets right, he gets healthy so that, you know, he knows we need him and we know that we need him. Need him. So that part was great. Again, somewhat of a mini buy. And then mentally too, you know, you go through the ups and downs, ebb and flows of the season and he started out like a ball of fire, you know, a ton of, ton of numbers and then it kind of plateaued. And But the, the beautiful thing of all of this is that you go into, we're in the playoffs, we're division champs, right? So now it's one and done and we know that. And what better way to go into the playoffs with those guys on our side, locked in, ton of experience, and they're ready to go. I just want to ask you, kind of on that playoff front, you've got a lot of guys here who have played in the playoffs. You've got a few guys who haven't had as much like Rashidi and those guys. You've been in some wild mm-hmm. playoff games yeah. as a head coach, yeah. as a coordinator. What's your message about like just that, like what the playoffs mean and, and how different these games feel than any other game? You always hear it, and I've heard it with Coach Reed since the day I've been with him as a head coach, and then I lived it um, in that role, um, is you say, hey, things are a little bit faster. They just are. And... You don't really, you can't understand that until you're in the moment, and then you, you get it. So we've been preaching that to the guys to understand that the practices are a little faster. Everything is just a little bit faster. That's for every team that's in the playoffs. Um, and then each game, it gets like that as well in the playoffs up to the Super Bowl. So, um, but there's also a balance, and this is where coach is so good of making sure that you have that focus and you lock in, but you don't press and you don't try to do too much. You know. So um, keep all that together. Still have fun. Cut it loose. Don't lose our personalities. You know, let the guys go out, play with that swag, play with, and, and let's go. Uh, let's go have a little fun and cut it loose. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity, but giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge—that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's Insight Assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Yeah, I mean, it's just faster. I mean, it's all chips are on the table. There's no holding back. There is no worrying about next week if you don't take care of business this week. The speed of the game is faster. The physicality has turned up a notch. The atmosphere, mistakes are magnified. Big plays are magnified. Um, so just that, that confidence and relying on your teammate is at a premium um, to go out and play team defense, team offense, team ball in general. Um, to go out and you know um, win a football game. So leading up to it, is there more? Do you feel more pressure, more intensity, or more anxiousness? Um, no, I think that those could be there, but I think that you extinguish all of those in preparation, and that if you're properly prepared, then all of those feelings of anxiety or anxiousness go away, and you step out on the field with a whole lot of confidence. You go out and play fast and play physical, and good things will happen. Justin, can you just 
Yeah, I mean, uh, Coach McDaniel over there seems like he uh, is, is extremely creative with the amount of motions and um, the the wire across the the wide receiver across the fake motion and comeback, the motion and insert in the line of scrimmage. There's motion all over the place, and a lot of it is you know a lot of guys first time seeing it, so they're very creative on the offensive side of the ball, creating plays, um, finding ways to get the ball to their playmakers, and you know they're the number one ranked offense for a reason. Does that mean you need to be more, the communication needs to be better against the team that does those kinds of things? No, absolutely. Um, communication, non non-verbal communication. Um, you know, our fans at Arrowhead, you know, we're going to rely on you guys to help us out a bit. You know, we allow it the whole time and uh, hopefully make it difficult for them to communicate amongst themselves. So um, all of that will come into play. You feel like you did a good job of that part of it over in Germany? Yeah, but, you know, previous previous games, wins, losses, they mean nothing. It has absolutely no bearing on what's going to happen this coming Saturday. So we're preparing for what's going to be a street fight, and we're going to go out and play some good ball against a good football team. And, um, you know, the best team is going to come out on top. You guys have played against a number of the league's better receivers, but is there something that's unique about a team with Tyreek Hill, his skills that kind of make that a, a big challenge? Well, yeah, besides that, you know, the obvious part about how fast he is. I mean, that, that whole team is fast. I mean, you know, A-Chan, um, Waddle, uh, I don't know if there's a guy over there that runs over 435. Um, so that speed is definitely one of the things that makes them so unique. And it's a challenge for us, but we're ready to step up to the plate for it. You mentioned HN. Uh, you guys didn't see him last game. Um, and just with your experience in the NFL playing a lot of different running backs, who does he remind you of, the, the traits and, and whatnot and why? Um, that's a good question. Um, a little Reggie Bush just because of the speed factor. Um, the guy does run routes well, too. He'll take off on the outside of the edge. So he does have some hands, and I think that's a modern-day running back now. It's just guys that don't just play in the backfield, but also line up in the slider, line up outside, and try and create some mismatches and get the ball. Um, but the guy is explosive. I think he averages like eight yards a pop or something like that. So just um, the explosiveness of him is something that we're going to have to be um, on our P's and Q's about. Justin, you, the offense is obviously still pretty potent, your offense. But, I mean, do you have some sense that the defense – has earned being leaned on more, is being leaned on more, um, kind of flipping the script. Well, the fans. beautiful thing about defense is it doesn't matter what the score of the game is. It doesn't matter if you're up, you're down. Um, the mission is always the same. Go out and stop them. Don't let them get first downs. Don't let them drive the ball. Um, get a turnover whenever you can. Um, so, you know, we don't have to worry about, you know, kind of like four-minute offense, worry about the clock or whatever. The mission is always the same, and that's to get the ball back to our offense as many times as possible. So, um I think that we have a very special group. Um, I said that since training camp, and I'm happy that the rest of the world has got to see it too. Um, but it's not about, again, not about what we've done already. It's about what we're going to do. So we're going to prepare for it. What made you say that during training camp? I remember you guys talking about that and, and some things. Just the chemistry, the cohesiveness, the selflessness of the team. Um, nobody cares about who gets the credit. Nobody cares um, about if plays are made for them or not. It's about, you know, playing winning defense. It's about getting, uh, creating the opening for the next man to get the sack. You know, getting on your man long enough that the next guy can make the play. It doesn't matter where the credit goes. We just care about the result. And we have enough guys on the defense. Um, shoot, we've got 20 guys on the roster on the defense side of the ball that all have that same mentality. And when you're able to play like that and you have a leader in Coach Spags that, you know, is able to dial up pressures from all over the place and really confuse offenses, um, good things happen. Justin, what's what's the, what's the, what stood out to you? Go, go ahead. What, what stood out to you? Um, one is guys were flying around, guys were hitting. Uh, that was a physical game. You talking about the Chargers game? Yeah, yeah. yeah physical game. Um, 
really liked the way that Cam Jones played, came out and made a bunch of tackles, hasn't had a bunch of experience to get out on the field. Of course, one of the highlights was Chris Jones uh, getting his 10th sack and um, running faster off the field than he did probably in the whole game. Um, but, you know, it's, it's a bunch of um, experience that I think is valuable for valuable key rotational guys that at some point are going to have to step up for us in the playoffs. So for them to get those reps this late in the season, it's going to be valuable for when we need, we all need to rely on those guys later. So last year, rewind a year, you had a whole bunch of really young players in the defensive backfield, which mm-hmm. heading into the playoffs. They answered the bell and did a lot of really special things. How much more prepared are they now, having gone through all of that? And did you have any concerns about younger players last year? We had so many of them. Um, I mean, it's, it's never an easy slate. You have five guys come on the field, and then you know three of them are your starting players in the Super Bowl. Um, but those guys are always ready for the moment. Um, it's really credit to them that they're always so humble and hungry themselves to be willing to listen and take the coaching. And, you know, when the lights were shining brightest, they played at their best, which is exactly what they need, and they're doing the same thing this year. Um, in the off season, the biggest message that I preached was just not to get comfortable and be complacent with what you did last year because every day in the NFL is a new season. And, you know, along the same message, it doesn't matter what you did. It's what did you do. What are you doing now? What are you doing next week? You know, so preaching that message, no guys have just been on top of it. So it's really a special group of us. And, um, you know, I'm looking forward to those guys making more plays this weekend. Just wonder what the coldest game you've ever played in and what are you going to do to stay warm? Yeah, this is going to be probably the coldest game I've ever played in. Um, I'm, I'm a layer up. You know, I'm not trying to win the uh, the swag competition on having my arms out or anything like that. I'm wearing layers. I'm, you know, I'm be prepared for the cold. So I can't speak for everybody, but that's what I'm going to do. Gloves, too. I don't like layering gloves because then you can't feel your hands as much. You can't feel when you're like grabbing a jersey or making a tackle. So um, my hands are going to have to thug it out. But sleeves will be worn, um, and you're just going to be ready to play. Which one of your teammates would be most likely to go no sleeves, would you say? Which one of my teammates would be most likely to go no sleeves? Ooh, that's, a, that's a good question. Um, on the defensive side of the ball, I don't think running backs are allowed to wear sleeves. So, you know, every running back is, is going to be arms out. But uh, maybe Josh Williams. Um, we'll see. What, what was your coldest game prior to this? Do you, do you have a... Um, the game that sticks out in my head right now is either Buffalo in 2020 when I went up there with Houston or the uh, divisional game with Houston when we came up here. And, you know, I try to bury that memory as much as possible playing with <laughs> Houston. So one of those two. <laughs> Yeah, we're going to need you there. We're going to need you louder than it's ever been. Uh, there's a record in there that I think we can break. Um, so just cheer loud. Uh, bring some bring some warm clothes. You know, I heard some hack about, you know, putting cardboard on the ground. It's supposed to help make your feet warmer or something like that. I just learned that. Yeah, bring some cardboard. <laughs> yeah, and uh, be ready to cheer. Thank you. Yep. Appreciate it. In different scenarios and uh, different game plans for different things. Do you know it's going to the stadium to do some reps? Yeah, we're going to go up there today. Yep, we'll, we'll, we'll practice here, and then we'll take the kickers up, you know, and, and get a feel for the what the field feels like and, you know, and wind and stuff like that. I mean, right now for today. But it's going to be, I mean, today is like nothing compared to what we're going to get. You know, we're going to go outside today. It's going to be 30 or something, but, I mean, 8 is different. So. You know it's going to be cold, but how much? Yeah, the, you can't really, I mean, you can guess, you know, and, and think about if you're going to get right to left, left to right, or end to end zone. You know, you, you think about different scenarios, and that's what I was talking about. Um, 
you know, and then you have different game plans and different things that you want to do and punt return or kickoff and, you know, so it's it's kind of an exciting game, you know, for special teams too at the same time. Just a variety, you know, I mean, they're not, not particularly one, you know, I just look at, you know, they're, they're pretty close, you know. But you know, they're always wrong, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> Harrison was telling us a couple weeks ago that he's got an app. He's always looking for wind and stuff like that. Bucker, is that what you said, Bucker? Did yeah. You say, yeah, he's, you know, he's he's always going to be on top of it. So, I mean, if I bring something up to him, he already knows about it. You know, that's for sure. What do the Dolphins look like special teams-wise now, personnel-wise, than they've looked before? Because they've had a lot of injuries. And Actually, a lot of the same guys. I mean, I, now they have they had, they lost a few guys, you know, this past week. But, um, you know, coming into this, that last game, it was the same, you know, when I was looking at them ahead of time. Uh, a lot of the same, a lot of the same bodies. So, uh, but now, you know, we, we, there's a lot of question marks. How they're gonna? What are they gonna do? They gotta have to bring some guys up. Obviously, they, you know, they signed a couple of guys, but those guys won't play special teams. They'll be playing on defense, and then, you know, it's a matter of who, who's gonna come up on the practice squad to play special teams. So, and those are unknowns. They gave up a long punt return in the game on Sunday. They did. But is that it? Took it from the fit four. They caught it, caught it at the four and took it out. Yeah. It was crazy. Is that something that's characteristic of them, or was that just an absolute bust on their part? Excuse me? Have they been a team that's allowed uh, punt returns, or they, was that a, a... That was, that was I think it was a one-off deal. I mean, they, it was a, he, he kind of kicked his coverage. I mean, it wasn't a pooch area punt. It was a regular punt, and he kind of drove it down there and gave the guy a lot of space. Um, and he just hit it up the middle. They, they had two guys collide and knock two guys down, and one guy got hurt, 53 got hurt on that play. Um, and then you know they just he just hit him with the with the middle return. It was a you know obviously it was a big play in that game for Buffalo, huge. I think that really changed the whole tempo of that game. What did you need to see on your fake punt? What did we see? What did you need to see to call it? You know we have we come into uh, every game with two or three punt uh, fakes. You know in every game and and uh, the situation. You know we were kind of. Um, you know, we weren't getting things going on offense and fourth and five, midfield. You know, and then the play before, Coach Hill said, hey, we're getting the look that we want. You know, my assistant, Coach Hill, and I said, okay. And, you know, and then it came up again. And, you know, in, in that type of game, we were aggressive. You know, I said we were going to be aggressive in that game. Uh, and we did it. We called it, and it went. It was, they executed it well. P. Ryan did a good job and got the first down, kept the drive going. We didn't get a touchdown, but we got a field goal out of it. So it was worthwhile. Dave, with the, the defense playing as well as it is, do you, can you see any sort of broader philosophical shift in how the complementary phases of your... I mean, I, the main thing that we got to do is be sound, keep making our field goals, um, you know, don't, don't do crazy things, but, um, you know, we, we need to be solid, you know, and, and with, with that combination with our defense, you know, we'll be in every game. It's a lot like we did at Chicago. We did the same thing at Chicago. And did some of that emanates, I guess, from where they, the way the offense is playing too. I mean, the, the yeah. offense knows not to need push things. Well, that might have. I think um, one thing that we have learned this year is that a punt is okay, and I think even Pat said it. You know, it's okay to punt. You know, and play with our defense and, and special teams. So was that shocking to hear, Pat? Yeah, <laughs> it was. Not not shocking, but I mean, he's you know he's he, he's kind of he's a he's very smart. He's a fo- football smart guy. He understands what you know. Big picture. Coach, when you get to the postseason, I mean, you, you save a couple of things, you know, every every week. That if the look is there, maybe you'll do it. Does that change in the postseason? Do you have to be more conservative, more aggressive? I mean, 
It depends on, you know, the game. It's game to game. It's how your offense is moving the ball. And, you know, if you need a spark and, you know, all those things. And, and you try to be unpredictable, too. You can't say, well, this is a perfect time for a fake. And they usually are ready for the fake. So, you know, you have to be a little bit unpredictable, too, at the, to the same time. But you always have fakes, you know, and they will, too. Distance, and then as it gets colder, the ball doesn't travel. Yeah. Colder it gets, the less it travels. Less it travels, no question. Um, you know, if you got a guy, he's maximal, uh, he uh, maximally hits the ball kickoff wise, five deep, that ball's coming down at the goal line, you know, for sure. So, I mean, you're, you're talking about getting returns, you know, and that goes both ways. It's hard to it's hard to hit touchbacks when you're, you know, you're hitting into the wind for sure. In the cold weather, that's another five yards off, so. Are there any numbers? Do you have any studies about like catching the ball? I mean, like I know everybody moves slower when you get that cold. and get more likely to see some muffs and fumbles. Uh, I hope not. I hope that's not the case. But um, well, not your side. No, the, the other there's side. more. There's more. More chance to get the ball in your hands. You know, and that, and uh, you know we call it return season. I say it's on now. I mean this is full blown uh, return season. Thank you. And cover season. Thank All right. Thanks. See you later. More to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high-quality leads, fast-closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark-breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today.